Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the bean for Friday, for the last day of the News Dog ZB year. I am Glenn ZB, and we're looking back at Thursday. Just Thursday, not the whole year. Let's not get excited. We're not doing that. Uh, but we do need to talk about this UN Migration Compact one more time. Uh, proposed speed limit changes. The man who took out ads for dates for his sons. Ah, oh, Dad. Thanks so much for that. Uh, and uh, IKEA is coming. You can't stop it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the compact. Still don't really understand why it's a compact. Peters has waved away the criticism. It does not mean that you have a right to migrate. It does not mean that your sovereignty is in any way compromised. And it does not mean that this overrides or prevails over the immigration law of any country. Well, I hope not, but it kind of reads a bit differently when you go and look at the United Nations uh, website. I think we've been deliberately kept in the dark on this, especially Mr Peters' voters who back him because he's well, kind of anti-immigration normally. Notably, the Aussies are not supporting it, nor is the United States. Mr Peters says the whole idea is to reduce the risks facing uh, migrants and mitigate the factors that keep people from having sustainable livelihoods in their home countries. And he says Crown Law and his own ministry have confirmed it is not legally binding. So if it's not binding, why the heck are we signing it? especially when our nearest neighbours, with all the experience they've had with unwanted, uninvited migrants, uh, do not want a bar of it. Seems to me that by signing up, we're almost putting up a big sign that says, come on down. The government has gone out of its way to obfuscate and confuse on this issue. And now anyone who's critical could be in trouble. It's just not right. We're entitled to know what's being done in our name. And this, to me... Looks like a cover-up. So um, that's um, hopefully the last time I have to think about that for the next three weeks. I don't. Usually when I go on holiday, I just don't think about the UN. It's funny that. Or I don't even think about migrants that much, depending on where I'm holidaying. Uh, let's move on to uh, speed limits. That's something that you do need to concentrate on uh, when you're driving around in the holidays. In February this year, my father was killed in a road accident. Oh, I'm so and, sorry to um, hear this. Yeah, it is sad. Um, but I would like to comment about the 80k. Now, in the 70s, there was an oil crisis, and plenty of your listeners will remember that the national road um, speed was lowered to 80k's for a bit. And that, there's a lot of statistics from that period that that had the biggest impact on the road deaths at the time. Now, a dad was killed by a driver who um, was speeding, uh, had been drinking all night, and fatigue came into it. He was killed at 10 o'clock in the morning on a dead straight bit of road that was 100 k's. Now, two of those factors we couldn't have any control of, but dad, if he had been travelling slower, he would have missed that car. If he had been travelling travelling slower, maybe he would have survived his injuries. So I think that we do have to have take a step back. We have to... A lot of people have called in that they've said, I'm just not sure about the statistics, but this is the thing. I think the policymakers will be very sure of the statistics and we can't look at an individual piece of road and we can't look at an individual driver and you're the only person I've ever heard in my life saying that they're not the world's best driver. Everybody thinks they're a competent driver, but we all know that the road is full of them. So 
so that's all I want to say is that I do think lowering the speed difference, the speed, mm. will will make a difference to the overall road toll because we can't control the other factors, but we may be able to control the speed of some of the drivers. Well, I hope so, and my sincere um, sympathies for your family's loss, and I hope. Um, you manage to smile over Christmas. It'll be a tough one. Yeah, people do uh, rail against lower speed limits, but, I mean, you're, you're stuck behind other cars most of the time, let's be honest. It's not a German autobahn we're dealing with. All right, uh, the uh, father who put classified ads in the paper to try and get dates for his sons. What the hell? So why did you put the ad in the paper in the Herald? Well, um, because um, I've traveled with my family a number of uh, times, and um, I, I, they, we've always emphasized the the architecture or the you know the natural beauty of a of a of a country. But I think one a very very important aspect of a country is its its people. And I wanted my kids uh, to um, maybe get to know some New Zealanders. And um, also, I was hoping that perchance. Maybe because I'm a father and you'd like to have your kids get married and have grandchildren and such, that maybe they'd meet the love of their life in this in your beautiful country that we're going to be visiting. All right. So how old are your sons? My sons are in their uh, mid to uh, mid to late 20s, and one's just, just peaked over 29. Uh, I mean, he's 30. Okay. 31. How old is he? Did they know about this? Did they know about this? No. Yeah. No, they... Uh, they did not know about this till uh, 10 minutes ago. My son called me repeatedly while I was having, in a business call, and I realized that something was uh, drastically uh, uh, missed with him or um, somebody had um, brought this to his attention. So here's my question. Uh, do you really want to go out with somebody who reads a newspaper? Still, in this day and age, I, uh, I'd suggest not. So Dad's a bit out of touch there, I think. Uh, we're going to finish up uh, talking IKEA. IKEA is coming. Can't stop it. Uh, IKEA finally is coming to New Zealand. How long have we waited for this? So many years that I've lost count. The <laughs> Bring IKEA to New Zealand Facebook page uh, had 19,000 likes already, which is not a bad start mm. uh, to have uh, in your uh, back pocket before you even launch in a country. Uh, the Swedish retailer is apparently eyeing up a five-hectare plus Greenfield site around Auckland, which would put it on par with probably most malls in New Zealand, not the biggest ones, but for one shot for one giant flat pack shop. Uh, will I be shopping there? No, I will not. <laughs> I made the decision uh, earlier this year to not ever put together flat pack furniture again for the sake of my relationship. <laughs> what a wuss. I, um, man, my estimation of Hamish Fletcher, our business editor, well, when I say ours, the Herald's business editor, has really gone down after hearing that. Um, I love putting together, I, I, sometimes if we buy furniture and it comes all assembled, I will disassemble it just so I can put it back together again. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely, I think I'll be an IKEA customer probably. Uh, Tony Doe. He's been there. He doesn't just read news headlines in the middle of the night. And there are concerns. A new IKEA store in Auckland could cause havoc on the roads. The Swedish furniture company is looking to build a mega store in Auckland. More on those stories at nine or log on to newzealandherald.co.nz. OK, well, the, 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 the country wants to know what Tony Doe, 
thinks of IKEA. Are you going to be darkening their doorway early in the uh, days, whenever they open, wherever they open? Will you make the effort? Yeah, I think it's a very impressive place. I mean, the, the stores in, in the UK are fantastic. They're like a massive maze. You just sort of go around them. People get lost in them. They are the sort of thing. I seem to remember going to an IKEA when I was in Melbourne, well, in Sydney as well, and I did buy a few things there. Um, but at the end of it, you feel like your brain needs to, you need, feel like you need to go on a meditation retreat just to clear all the clutter of everything, that's, all the consumerism that's been flowing into your brain. And I sort of go, I need to go, mm, <laughs> think of one thing, Tim. Yeah, very intense places. And, and the one that I went to, uh, Blue Water in, um, in Kent, massive, just absolutely enormous. And, and honestly, you, if you don't sort of follow their little pathway, you, mm. could, you could very easily just get lost sort of like the Louvre and just <coughs> stay in there forever. You know, I mean, there are so many pieces of furniture, you could never possibly look at them all in well, one day. Well, of course, day. actually, as you mentioned the Louvre, of course, there's an art to going to museums, and they are, the art is to only do a small piece of it at a time. Absolutely. If you do, you know, you try and do too many different periods of paintings at the Louvre before that, that you need to go off that meditation retreat and clean out that brain. It's like, you, know, you could look at one painting for a couple of hours. So what are you thinking? Trying to go past 500 of them <laughs> going, oh, yeah, nice, oh, nice brushwork. Well, that's what, of course, once you've overcome your disappointment at seeing the Mona Lisa. <laughs> and the reason Actually, for, the reason I say that is because it's quite small and it's hidden behind this massive chunk of bulletproof glass. Well, it's hidden it, behind it, about three layers yeah, of glass, yeah. which just, are all sort of photo, so you don't get to see it. That's light. right, yeah, and there's dozens of people around it, camera flashes and everything. It's terrible. Well, it, well it to be honest, isn't. it's a bit overrated, isn't it, the yeah. Mona Lisa? Why does everyone go on about the Mona Lisa? Probably because it got stolen once and was valuable. Oh, I know, but art critics, please tell me, is the... Is the you know, I mean, really, is the Mona Lisa all it's cracked up to be? I, when I went there the, at the Louvre, um, it was about 10 people deep. It would have been yeah, possibly 150 mm. people crowding around. And I thought, I just took a photo. Most of the people who took a photo of the Mona Lisa didn't take a photo of the painting. They took a photo of, here is me with this ridiculous throng of people looking yeah. at this post. And here stamp. are the backs of a whole lot of people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, you can get the Mona Lisa at IKEA? Does it come in the frame? Do you have to buy the frame separately? Bit a bit confusing there towards the end. Oh well, I suppose that's a good way to end the year. Confused, bewildered, probably how I started. I am Glenn ZB, uh, that has been News Talk ZB for 2018. Uh, see you back here in 19, uh, sometime around the 14th of January. Thanks for listening.